the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's available. Go to the station's website, click on the More tab and Half Price Offers, or call the station now. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Reinforcements are arriving to help the deadly California wildfires with as many as two dozen large blazes raging across the state, many smaller ones, and no let-up in sight. Cal Fire's Lynette Round says at least 10 states are sending equipment and firefighters. They are working sometimes 48 to 96 hours, and that's why we need those resources to come in so they can come off the line. She says so far they've had 115,000 evacuations and 915,000 acres have burned. It is quite unusual that we were to have this type of fire siege. It hasn't been like this since 2008 and 1987. And the weather's not helping. We've had an intense heat wave with the dry thunderstorms that have come through. They just And that report from correspondent Julie Walker. Meanwhile, Tropical Storm Laura has formed in the eastern Caribbean, now threatening the Gulf Coast. This is SRN News. The past few months have spurred necessary conversations about race and justice in America and whether or not we're tackling these issues honestly. On September 17th, we're bringing together Larry Elder and Candace Owens to help us navigate these turbulent times and come to a greater understanding of the real issues we face. Join us live for unbiased, unvarnished truth behind race in America. Get your tickets today at am1280thepatriot.com. Unbiased is brought to you by Roof to Deck Decoration, the Christmas lighting people. AM 1280 The Patriot Intelligent Radio, just past 1 o'clock, which means one thing. It's time to make talk radio great again. It's your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitch Berg, coming up next. Photos and videos from our events, news updates, live streaming, and maybe a selfie or two. The latest and greatest way to connect with The Patriot is to follow us on Instagram. Simply search for AM 1280 The Patriot on Instagram. Here's your forecast from the Homestead Road Weather Center. Mostly sunny and a high of 85. Tonight, mostly clear, a low of 69. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act. Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. It's the shining spot of red, the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My game, to bring the truth to the state of Minnesota, whatever it takes by any means necessary. Believe me. The means I have to take to do this are getting more and more devious all the time. Fortunately, we have allies out there, and uh, we'll be talking with a bunch of them today. Uh, coming up in a little bit, we'll be talking about uh, we're talking with Alex Hooten from uh, Alpha News, Minnesota. Alpha News is a, a conservative-leaning news outlet that brings you the stories that our mainstream media just can't bring itself to bother with, and that'll be huge. Uh, we're going to be talking with him about an ominous trend in Twin Cities Justice, a group uh, called the Minnesota Freedom Fund that is bringing basically Soros money and, and money from other plutocrats with deep pockets to bail out rioters, no matter what, including some rioters with some really scary records here. We'll be talking with Alex Hooten about that and potentially much more. Also, second hour, we're going to be talking with Alex Deputy, Alexander Deputy. He is the GOP-endorsed candidate for the Minnesota State Senate in District 67. And he's a, he's one of the candidates I've been looking forward to talking with for quite some time here. We have some very powerful candidates with some fantastic stories in this race. And normally, 
that's about what you'd get because over those last 16 years, almost 17 years of doing this broadcast, I've seen a lot of uh, candidates on the GOP, uh, GOP side with powerful stories and, and, and great minds and, and, and great, great stories to tell in places like the 4th and 5th Congressional District and in places like these House and Senate districts uh, in, the, in, in the inner city, places like Minneapolis and St. Paul and, and more and more, some of the first and second tier suburbs. So uh, people who in a just world would be settling in for long careers uh, in legislation before they went back to great careers in the private sector and, and left, uh, the, left, left the legislating to, to newer people with new ideas, uh, all of them conservative. I'm, if you've listened to the show for a while, you remember some of these names. OBCM back in 2006. Brilliant guys, Eritrean American, an immigrant to this country with with a story that resonates with an awful lot of people who are new to this country. Someone who came here from a, a war torn place that exhibits all the failures of non Western civilizations, all of them, including some in Europe these days, and who came to America for the same reason our grandparents and great grandparents and previous generations did for freedom, for 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 the the right to be all a human being can be. Brilliant man. And in a just world, he'd be recover, uh, recovering. He'd be a recovering politician right now. He'd be retiring from the House right now and turning it over to another good, solid conservative. He, unfortunately, is a Republican uh, in the 4th Congressional District, a place that has been represented by, the, in scare quotes, represented, end quote, by the DFL for two generations and change now, since 1948. Uh, in Congress, currently represented by Betty McCollum, a, a district where the last time a Republican got close was, I believe, 1992, 1994, perhaps, uh, 96. Dennis Nowinski got within six points of Betty McCollum back when it was an open seat when Bruce Vento retired. OBC, a brilliant candidate, brilliant person, worked so hard, worked harder in that race than Betty McCollum has worked in 20-some in years, however long she's been basically sitting in that sinecure of here of hers he had about six thousand dollars to play with it costs usually you can bank on spending closer to a million if you want to uh or or several million if you want to uh to get elected to a contested seat uh in in congress in minnesota uh, probably more if you want to have even a shot at a at a democrat sinecure like the fourth or fifth congressional district but there have been others Teresa collette sharda walgren uh, Ian Maitland, all very sharp, all compelling candidates with with excellent stories and 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 no chance traditionally, no chance of getting anywhere in a, an election in the fourth or fifth congressional district because it's DFL time. And we're seeing a point right now, this election, where there are some little hints of hope, and I. And I will say this knowing full well that I am have had all Pollyannaism beaten out of me over uh, 30-some years of living in the city as a Republican, as a conservative. Uh, a good friend of mine, a good friend of my blog and of the show, once upon who works in politics and has uh, chaired a number of Quixotic campaigns for office, said, you know, one of the most dangerous parts of any campaign in the city, and by the way, the city he was talking about was Bloomington, but that's becoming basically the same, unfortunately, as Minneapolis and St. Paul these days. The first-tier suburbs are pretty much lost for now. For now. We'll come back to that. But he said the worst part of the campaign is when you start to think, hey, maybe this is even – maybe this is possible. Maybe we can pull this off. And that's usually something that, that makes the eventual crushing – with a 60-point margin all the more painful. And I've seen it over and over. I've seen some very good Republican candidates in places. I mean, one of my—you can tell when they're scared. Well, we'll come back to that in a minute here. I've seen some very sharp people put everything out on, the, out, out on there, leave nothing behind, put everything out on the, on the table, left nothing back in the locker room. I'm thinking Sharna Walgren. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Teresa Collette, who ran a great campaign, a great, a good enough campaign where the DFL had to bring the dirt machine out against her. 
dug up some long forgotten uh, indiscretion uh, and that had a court record. And you can tell they're getting a little scared there because usually Betty McCollum doesn't have to even put out lawn signs to win with a these days a 40, 50 percent margin. And you're starting to see some. You're starting to see some signs that things might be might be slipping. Maybe. Again, the worst thing you can do is start to think maybe you you have a shot. Again, I keep remembering that advice from my friend who was a campaign manager in Bloomington for several campaigns for people in a just world again who should be in office today. And yet, bit by bit, some signs are coming out that in the wake of a coronavirus epidemic that has fallen disproportionately on the poor and on minorities and on immigrants because they're the ones who frequently work the customer service jobs and the jobs that are vulnerable uh, to to human contact as opposed to the, the white-collar workers who make up the bulk of the DFL political establishment, people who work for in government, people who work in academia, people who work in the nonprofit industrial complex who can work from home without any real problems. You're starting to see some signs, maybe, maybe, that there might be some hope in the places like the 4th and 5th CD. We have a Trafalgar poll that shows that Minnesota is a tie for president right now. We had a Minnesota poll that showed Trump within three points of Biden. We've seen a few other points that show uh, polls that show that Minnesota, at least in presidential terms, is very much in play. Now, there are other polls that show that Jim Hagedorn is running yet another terribly close race down in the 1st Congressional District. We show a few polls that, that show that the 2nd and 3rd Congressional Districts are competitive and in a just world will flip back to the GOP. But again, here's the, here's the part that is enticing. And if you're as beaten down as sometimes I feel by inner city politics, uh, dangerous. There are polls out there and polling analysts who indicate that because of the ravages of COVID on poor immigrant and minority communities, which, by the way, are much more tied to the government response to COVID than to the epidemic itself. And then, on top of that, to the rioting and the response to the rioting on the part of the white progressive establishment and the the progressive establishment of color as well, who prattle on about defunding the police, about radically restructuring public safety, about saying perhaps public safety is a privilege that you have no right to expect in this world and that people have a reason for being angry, for, for wanting to take your stuff and burn your business down while paying for plenty of security for themselves, by the way, to the tune of $4,000 a day. There are signs. How clear they are, how valid they are, I don't know. But there are signs out there that maybe the folks in the inner city of Minneapolis and St. Paul are starting to think maybe these people's priorities aren't all that they say they are. Maybe all this gibberish about look being the party of the poor, the downtrodden, and the working class is just a bunch of prate and gabble designed to keep us voting D at all costs and then having it all forgotten the next time a bunch of entitled, spoiled, overschooled, undereducated white kids want to come and burn up what? Another immigrant neighborhood, another blighted neighborhood, another tough working class neighborhood like mine. And then forget all about all those promises while they sit behind their $4,000 a day security screens and leave us out here to fend for ourselves. Is there a chance that this is going to redound to the advantage of people like uh, like like our guest in the, the second hour here today? Coming up, uh, we're going to be talking with Alexander Deputy, who's running for Senate in, in uh, Senate District 67. We'll see. We don't know, but here's hoping. I will say this. 
there's a reason that the can- that the endorsed candidate after the primary in CD4 isn't Cialor, a person with an incredibly compelling story who got beaten in the primary by someone I've never heard of and that no Republican in the in the 4th Congressional District has ever heard of. Because the DFL came racing out to the polls to play Operation Chaos and make sure that they got a candidate that they figured was a complete unknown that wouldn't turn anybody out. Because after months of playing the slime machine game against Cialor, they are getting nervous. Maybe, just maybe, there's a reason they're getting nervous. Alex Hooten, actually, Alex, Kyle Hooten from Alpha News coming up next talking about the Minnesota Freedom Fund and much more. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Over zany sound effect. Uh, we were gonna write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple too. Listen to the Patriot on the free radio.com app. Audiences everywhere are saying Uncle Tom is a must see movie. Uncle Tom was amazing, simply brilliant. Uncle Tom's the finest, most thought provoking documentary I've ever seen. Oh my God, what an amazing movie. Every American needs to watch your film. It doesn't matter if you're left, right, or center, it's a great movie. It's just absolutely wonderful. An eye opening masterpiece of the real history of America. I am blown away breathtaking. I sat here with tears rolling down my face through most of this movie. Thank you so very, very much for doing this. Uncle Tom is one of the most important documentaries of our time. I highly recommend everyone get it. I wish I could figure out a way to get everybody to watch it. Get your copy today at UncleTom.com. Use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. I think that you may save America with this movie. UncleTom.com. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. If you or someone you know is living with metastatic breast cancer, listen to Find Your MBC Voice Radio online at findyourmbcvoice.com, the streaming channel that helps you get informed and feel empowered when faced with a metastatic breast cancer diagnosis. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com to find your strength, to find your community, to find your MBC Voice. Have you been tasked with opening a school, church, or business during these uncertain COVID-19 times? Do not do it alone. Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Minnesota have decades of proven cleaning and disinfecting success. For your free on-site consultation, go to VanguardCleaningMinn.com. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651 289-4488 is the number to call. Should you care to join us? And I I hope you will. That's what we're here for. We're a talk show, not a monologue show. You can get your opinion on pretty much anything in. Beyond topic. Okay, and the topic is going to range all over the place today, but by all means, join us, won't you? Won't you? In the wake of the rioting, a couple things became fairly clear to those of us who lived in the neighborhoods that were, were most affected, like my own Midway. Uh, number one. After a certain point, the rioting was pretty much a bunch of uh, over-entitled, spoiled, over-schooled, under-educated children of the ruling class, as opposed to people from the neighborhood who wanted free TVs. And as usual, 
they were getting an incredibly good deal from the legal system here in the state of Minnesota. This goes back a long time in the state of Minnesota, and it's only getting worse. With us to discover, to discuss the latest rather symptom of uh, of, of the way the left is hijacking Minnesota's uh, already dubious criminal justice system uh, from Alpha News, Minnesota. Kyle Hooten joins us. Kyle, welcome to the Northern Alliance. How are you doing today? Hey, you're doing well. Thanks for having me on. Uh, always a pleasure. We've, uh, I've always, uh, Alpha News has been one of my favorite sources for a long time, and uh, great to have you do it. You're doing some stellar work out there. Here to talk today about uh, an organization called the Minnesota Freedom Fund. I mean, it, it, it combines two concepts that no Minnesotan could possibly object to, Minnesota and freedom. But it's fair to say that there's a, a, bit, of a, a bit of a dark side to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Uh, describe the organization we're talking about here, Kyle, uh, Kyle Hooten. Well, unfortunately, the Minnesota Freedom Fund isn't doing a very good job of helping Minnesotans. It's a very large charity that existed previous to the riots, but since the death of George Floyd and the ensuing protests, it's taken in about $35 million to pay bail for not only rioters, but other violent criminals here in the state. Uh, Alpha News recently identified a man by the name of Mr. Timms, Lionel Timms, who was arrested a month ago for a third-degree felony assault after he left a fellow bus passenger in a bloody pulp. Uh, he was just bailed out by the Freedom Fund from that crime. And uh, very shortly after he was released, thanks to the Freedom Fund, he went and assaulted another man, uh, leaving him with a traumatic brain injury. Police found the victim unconscious with blood coming out of his ears. So, well, the Minnesota Freedom Fund has gotten a lot of media attention recently for the role it's played in the protests. It's also played a very unfortunate role putting dangerous individuals back on the streets. Now, Lionel Timms, I mean, the extent to which he's dangerous, I mean, his record, you... You did something I don't think anyone else in the Twin Cities media did or did in any sustained manner. You you went into Lionel Tim's criminal record. This guy is, well, for a peaceful protester, his record is just a, a, a tad unsavory. I mean, who, who is this person? I mean, go into some details in this person that the Minnesota <clears throat> Freedom Fund put back out on the street after two ghastly assaults, or excuse me, episodes of peaceful protest, uh, Kyle. <laughs> well, Minnesota Crime, the contributor to Alpha News, uh, went in deep to this man's record and found he's a violent criminal. Originally, after his last assault a month ago, he was held with a $40,000 bail. However, that bail was renegotiated and the Freedom Fund put him back on the streets for $10,000. And again, you made a good point. Wow. This is not a one-off offender. This is a man with a violent history. And the Freedom Fund has a history of freeing individuals like him. Alpha News recently reported on three other individuals that were bailed out by the fund uh, in the past. Uh, Darnika Floyd, no relation to George Floyd, was bailed out for $100,000 after being accused of murder. Christopher Boswell, a once convicted rapist that was arrested again for sexual assault, was bailed out for $350,000. And a woman uh, named Stallings, who allegedly fired a gun at a SWAT team that was raiding her house, was bailed out by the fund for $75,000. The um, president of the Minnesota Freedom Fund's board, Mr. Greg Lewin, said to Fox 9, quote, I often don't even look at the charge when I bail someone out. So uh, it appears that the fund is being neglectfully reckless with how they're spending the $34 million that was given to them after it was promoted by uh, celebrities and politicians like Kamala Harris. Yep. And Alyssa Milana, who was raising funds for them as well at one point, as I recall. Uh, Kyle Hooten, we know how this is playing out on the streets of the Twin Cities. We know who this is springing. Let's go to the other end. Uh, who is the Minnesota Freedom Fund here in Minnesota, and wh who are they getting the money from? Have we followed the money that far back? Well, I'm going to preface by saying that I am not one for George Soros conspiracy theories. If you look at my history of reporting, I've never typed the name George Soros until I wrote a story about how George Soros is associated with the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Yep. The fund used to be run by a woman named Tanja Hansley. Now, she is a Soros uh, Justice Fellow. She received thousands of dollars in education and training and grant money from the Soros Foundation or a charity that he owns to begin her activism that helped her springboard into running the fund. After it became apparent that the fund pocketed millions and millions of donated dollars, uh, Hansley was sort of removed from the web. Her LinkedIn, her Facebook no longer says that she's associated with the fund, and the fund has purged all mention of her from the website, now is under control of different individuals, but that connection you know, still raises suspicion in a lot of Minnesotans' minds. 
Yeah, it does. And, and you're right. It's almost as if blaming Soros or, or tying Soros to things has been overdone in so many quarters that it almost sort of, some, seems like a lazy, habitual crutch to, to mention him. And, and that's as intended, yeah. I have a hunch. And yet he is out there and, and he and people like him, plutocrats with deep pockets on the left, almost to say progressive plutocrats with deep pockets it's just too much to too much spit <laughs> flying around one studio in these days yeah he is out there he is a real thing and the money he brings to bear is is it does distort the market for so many things including in this case justice you, you've mentioned mm-hmm. three cases in particular kyle but 34 million dollars buys you an awful lot of bail i'm sure kathleen salaya is sitting out there thinking where are you people when i needed you that may be before your time kyle but how many bails has this organization thrown, and, and do we know how much is left waiting in the wings here? Well, since the uh, Minneapolis riots began, 184 people have been bailed out at an average cost of $13,195. Yeah. The Minnesota Freedom Fund's typical bail payment, this is incredible, is only $132. Wow. So with the amount of money they've intook, uh, it seems like they have a lot left to spend. And uh, another thing I, I want to mention, the individual who was most recently assaulted uh, by a bail recipient of the fund, his name isn't public. He's a well-liked bar manager of a bar down on Hennepin Avenue. And there's a GoFundMe out right now titled Support for H. It's a GoFundMe run by a Sarah Lagenston. And uh, if you want to help contribute you know, to this man's recovery after he was left with a traumatic brain injury, uh, that's where you can do it. It's a GoFundMe titled Support for H. The feature image on the on the uh, page is a picture of Minneapolis. And again, it's organized by a, name, uh, a lady named Sarah. I will try and get that posted at shotinthedark.info here shortly whenever I get a moment to uh, to do some editing here. This is the sort of stuff that people should be supporting. Yeah, we, I've heard uh, parts of that story here. and That's, that's a, like all of these assaults that will go uh, go without justice. I have this sneaking suspicion. Uh, they're going to, uh, justice will not be. In fact, is, is there any idea how many of these people are actually jumping? I'm, I'm assuming we haven't gotten to any trial date yet, but I will wager a shiny new quarter that not all these people actually show up and that nobody at the Minnesota Freedom Fund really cares if people are jumping bail. Right. It doesn't seem like, you know, we were just talking about uh, Mr. Tim's earlier. It doesn't seem like between uh, him getting bailed out the first time and him committing his most recent heinous assault against an innocent man, that there was any sort of interaction with the courts or police oversight. Even if these people are coming back later, they still have, you know, months, weeks to months to do whatever they want to out in the community. So it's going to be very difficult to track down the exact numbers on how many people are skipping bail. I think it's a reasonable assumption that there will be a, a, a pretty few. But uh, even if they're returning, uh, you know, when when uh, when the court demands that they return, they're still in the streets for an extended period of time. Uh, well, Minneapolis needs safety, not criminals on the street. Now, the question is, of 184 people that they bailed so far here, uh, how many of them, and maybe you haven't uh, gone through and crunched the numbers, Kyle Hooten, but, but uh, somebody should. How many of these people are out-of-town white supremacists? And how, how many of them are uh, white supremacist Hell's Angels riders? And, and how many of them are local? And uh, perhaps, perhaps just on a wild guess here, how many of them are over-entitled, privileged, over-schooled, under-educated children of the local political class? Has anybody crunched the numbers these far, uh, that far yet, wow. Kyle Hooten? Gosh, I can't say I've crunched the exact numbers, but I can tell you I've spent a lot of time down at the riots, and uh, I wasn't seeing any guys on Harleys, but I was seeing a lot of, uh, privileged, over-entitled white kids holding Antifa flag, <laughs> and a lot of criminal elements from the local community. Yeah, I, I was there as as Lloyd's Pharmacy started to uh, started its final uh, trip into being burned into a pile of rubble, and the kids running past me uh, were not scrappy locals. Let's just say we're, we're we're seeing a lot of people that probably would have fit in perfectly fine at McAllister if you catch my drift, and I suspect you do, Kyle Hooten. Oh, absolutely, got I a, absolutely do. Got about a minute and a half to go here, Kyle Hooten. Uh, we, there's so much more to talk about about this, but there's so much to get to today. Uh, how can people find your work? Uh, tell us a little bit about Alpha News and, uh, and and tip people off to where they can follow this story. Oh, absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Kyle Hooten two H O O T E N, and then the number two. 
Uh, you can check out Alpha News at alphanewsmn.com or check us out on Facebook or Twitter under the same names. Uh, we've been very successful recently uh, thanks to people sharing our articles as the, the COVID and the riots continue to accelerate. And uh, we've been very grateful for readership. So if you'd like to follow our reporting, check out alphanewsmn.com and check out on the website. One of the authors uh, goes by MN Crime, and that individual yep. originally reported um, on the Minnesota Freedom Fund's most recent bail recipient. So, yeah, we'd really appreciate it if you guys would go check that out. Give us a follow on Facebook, and uh, we'll keep posting interesting content. Uh, Alpha News Minnesota and Minnesota Crime Watch both doing the work that uh, the Star Tribune seems to have trouble bringing itself to do uh, unless they get shamed into it. So all the best to you, Kyle. Stay safe out there, and we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. I'll have my people call you people. Thank you very much. Kyle Hooten from Alpha News Minnesota, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thank you for having me on. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Don't forget, top of the hour, we're going to be talking with Alexander Deputy, GOP-endorsed candidate, Liberian immigrant, and hopefully next senator from the east side. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Gold prices keep climbing and just hit an all-time high. COVID-19 and battered global economies are sending investors to the safe haven of physical gold to avoid losing value in their IRAs, 401ks, and stocks. Don't stand on the sidelines and wonder what the stock market is going to do next. Protect and grow your financial future today with a call to American Bullion, the leader in gold investments. You have valid concerns, and we have simple solutions for all needs and budgets. In fact, we specialize in first-time gold buyers as well as veterans. Find Find out about American Bullion's hassle-free process to transfer any portion of your IRA, 401k, or stocks into the long-term safety of a gold IRA today. Call 800-GOLD-IRA and ask for our free gold guide. That's 800-465-3472. 800-GOLD-IRA. Grow your financial future with the rising value of physical gold and protect yourself during this worldwide crisis. Call the leader, American Bullion. 800-GOLD-IRA. Relief Factor, effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two Weeks, yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com, and then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, get yourself signed up for the Freedom Fan Club. Go to am12athepatriot.com. It is just like being in a rewards program. It is a rewards program. You just don't have to carry a card with you. It's Joining is all it takes. It's, it's like, in terms of effort, it's like a participation trophy. 
And yet, it actually gets you the stuff that you really need. Go to AM12A, the Patriot. Look for Freedom Fan Club. Get signed up. Anyway, last week uh, on the broadcast, you may recall, we were talking pretty much, uh, well, I was on Sunday filling in for Brad Carlson, which is the only way I was able to get to this story uh, last week. You may recall this. Uh, last week up in Hugo, Minnesota, the, the northern exurbs of the of St. Paul, on the way to Forest Lake up Highway 61 of Bob Dylan fame, uh, there was a bit of a protest in the streets of Hugo. It was peaceful in the sense of the term that nothing got burned down. Windows did not get broken. Cars did not get torched. Fists did not fly. Rocks were not thrown. Molotov cocktails remained unassembled. Bottles remained unfilled with gasoline uh, and unwrapped with gas-soaked rags. All of the stuff that you need for a protest to be legally peaceful were met under the full legal definition of the term peaceful protest it was that and that's about it Uh, we related the story to you last sunday when i was in for brad carlson of john thompson a dfl endorsed candidate currently by all rational conventional wisdom awaiting coronation in House District 67A out on the east side, uh, a district that used to be considered uh, moderate, at least by current DFL standards, represented by Tim Mahoney, which, by the way, just to be clear, is not Tim Mahoney, the local barroom rock star, nor Tim Mahoney, the Christian filmmaker, nor Tim Mahoney, the Democrat NPL mayor of Fargo, North Dakota, the, the other Tim Mahoney number, well, the first of the four, really, uh, Tim Mahoney, the longtime DFL representative from uh, House District 67A, basically the uh, right, the, the, the far east part of uh, St. Paul, uh, which he, he, he always an old-fashioned union guy. I've had some exposure to, to Mr. Mahoney in the past. And he, well, he retired from office. The, this past session and this current round of endless special sessions will be his last he he got out of the race for the 67A house seat that has been his sinecure for decades, I think. Now, I forget how long he's been in office. It's been a long, long time. He got out in part because, well, there's some health reasons and he's got other things he wants to do in his life. And he served a long time in office and reflected the east side of St. Paul that used to be relatively moderate, politically speaking, at least when the DFL reflected the community. At one point, a friend of mine who was a DFL organizer on the east side referred to the east side of St. Paul as the pro-life, pro-assault rifle wing of the DFL. Well, that was 25, 30 years ago. Things have changed. John Thompson uh, will be, John Thompson will be replacing... Certainly on the ballot, uh, Tim Mahoney. Tim Mahoney retired, again, citing some health concerns, but also some concerns, sources of mine on the east side, that he wouldn't have won the endorsement or the primary against the DFL on the east side, which, like the rest of Minnesota's DFL, is getting more and more extreme to the left on the daily. A daily basis. That's how the kids are saying on a daily basis these days. I kind of like it. It's snappy. It's it's cool. All the things I'm not. Anyway, John Thompson was endorsed, and I don't think I don't know if he had a primary. Cha- I think he had a primary challenge. It wasn't a big deal. He was endorsed. He now has the official endorsement. He's currently awaiting coronation, if conventional wisdom holds true, in House District 67A out on the east side. He's the guy that went viral this past uh, set a week ago today, uh, standing. In Bob Kroll's driveway, bellowing that he'd be perfectly happy to burn Exurban Hugo to the ground at a little group of teenage girls who were standing by a garage in the area. Now, turns out there's been a bit of a backlash, and I will tell you right now I am part of that backlash. I don't care if you differ from me. I frankly... Would love to talk to John Thompson. In fact, I hereby offer you, John Thompson, equal time on this broadcast. If you are in contact with the John Thompson campaign, 
I'd love to have him on the show and offer him equal time because we've got things to talk about. And they're not all confrontational. John Thompson uh, came to some prominence as a vocal friend of Philando Castile after Philando Castile was killed a couple of years back. As a Second Amendment advocate and activist myself, I was very much on Philando Castile's side. He was a a carry permittee who ran afoul of a miscommunication with, I think it's fair to say, a rather excitable officer who was at a bit of a fever pitch of excessive preparedness because, I, I would say, of his temperament and perhaps some of his training could be said. Thompson is has, has put himself out there as a friend of Philando Castillo. I'd love to have Mr. Thompson on the show. Of course, we will talk about the episode in Hugo, and I am quite forthrightly part of that backlash. You People have to be able to trust their institutions to have a democracy. That's something that's a fundamental part of the American branch of Western civilization. If you don't trust the institutions to be even-handed, to be generally speaking on everyone's side without favor, without, without, uh, without having their fingers crossed behind their backs, then things break down. If you can't trust law enforcement, and yes, I get that the protest at Bob Kroll's house was over the idea that they, people see Bob Kroll, the head of the Minneapolis Police Union, as part of the problem, as part of not being able to trust law enforcement. That's a discussion we could certainly have. There are aspects of Bob Kroll's past, I think, deserve discussion. Uh, there are aspects of Bob Kroll's present that are, frankly, being wrenched out of context, irresponsibly so. For example, he's being called a racist because he is defending the four officers who are accused in the death of George Floyd. And he's doing it for exactly the same reason Denise Specht is defending teachers who are not wanting to go back to the classroom because <clears throat> it's his job. He's the head of a te- of a police union. And just like the head of the of, of the of the teachers union, Denise Specht, will take the side of teachers even when reason would seem to dictate that it's the wrong move. And just as the head of the Minnesota Nurses Union does the same for her nurses, i.e. defend the nurses who pay dues to the union of which this person is the head. And just the same way as Javier Murillo great profile and courage that he is, defends SEIU people far beyond the bounds of of reason because that is, or maybe was, his job. I haven't kept up on Javi lately because he blocks me on Twitter, so who knows. Anyway, I think he blocks every conservative. Heck, I don't know. I think he got tired of me eating his lunch in argument after argument after argument after argument. Anyway, uh, Bob Kroll is a head of a union. His job is to support his union members. That's what he does. That's what he's paid to do. It's what he's elected to do. Sort of like your lawyer. People get down on defense lawyers because, well, they defend their clients, which is their constitutional right if you're a defendant, or for that matter, a, a, a plaintiff. And it's what they get paid to do. It's what their duty is. If they don't do it with with absolute ferocity they 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 a lose business b could get disbarred well there's no bar for union presidents to meet but it is their job now the dfl is framing the issue framing bob kroll as the boogeyman that is why minneapolis police are racist as evidence of this they cite a lawsuit filed several years ago uh in which bob kroll is named as a defendant as saying, hey, look, it's a it's a lawsuit related to racism in the Minneapolis Police Department naming Bob Kroll as a defendant. People who bring this up don't mention that along with Kroll, virtually every other official 
in the Minneapolis Police Department on both sides of the union management divide is also named as a respondent in this lawsuit. That's inconvenient fact. It, it is not evidence that Bob Kroll is a racist. But again, sort of like the idea that Nick Sandman was smirking at the uh, at the Marine Vietnam era veteran. It's become part of the narrative, sort of like the idea that Donald Trump said that protesters in Charlottesville and the neo-Nazis were all about the same. It's a in both cases, they're, they're both lies. But as Mark Twain once said, a lie will go around the truth while, uh, around the world while the truth is uh, busy eating breakfast. And that is absolutely a fact in these sorts of things. You put a lie out there and enough people want to believe it. Well, you tell a big lie often enough as uh, as it's falsely attributed to Joseph Goebbels. Uh, but, but it's the same truth either way. You repeat a big lie often enough, people will believe it. You repeat the lie that or the, the notion, whether it's true or not, that Bob Kroll is a corrosive racist. Well, that's what the less critical thinkers among us will believe. Oh, more on that. John Thompson isn't happy about things. I'm happy about that fact. Oh, by the way, Governor Waltz, he weighed in, but not very well. Like everything else, it is job description. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Is there evidence of how and where the host of Israelites could have traveled as recorded in the Bible? Is there evidence of the Egyptian army's demise in the Red Sea? If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com and promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20% on Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. SalemNow.com, promo code MINNEAPOLIS. If your house needs new windows, you may be justifiably concerned about the upcoming parade of three-hour window presentations. High pressure, high priced, and all say they have the only window in the world that is right for you. Well, this year, do the opposite. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. The one-of-a-kind free service that's the exact opposite of the typical window buying experience. First of all, I'm respectful of everyone's time. In less than an hour at your house, I'll have all the info I need to email you installed quotes on any window brand from multiple local contractors. Secondly, we find the best options based on your needs in your house. Whether it's Marvin, Anderson, or local vinyl brands, I know where to get you the best prices and quality. Thirdly, zero pressure, guaranteed. You move at your pace, and I'm always available to provide more options or meet you at showrooms until you're confident moving forward. When that time comes, I'll write up the order and do a walkthrough inspection when it's done. And did I mention I have the same free process for siding and roofing? Visit my 3 Quotes online to set up a free appointment. That's the number three, my 3 Quotes. How is your day going? I hope it's going great. But if your pressure washer is down on pressure, you've got a leaky hose or some other problem, we want to be the first people you call. Call us at 763-521-4442. That's 763-521-4442. We've got parts, equipment in stock, and we've got the knowledge to help you. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. AM 12A, The Patriot. 
The Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. Hey, don't forget, we're giving away the biggest prize we've ever done on the back-to-school sweepstakes. You win $2,500 plus $2,500 for your school. Uh basically $2,500 to get your kid decked out for school and $2,500 to donate to your school. It's the biggest prize we've given away yet on the back-to-school sweepstakes, and it's all yours. All you got to do is go to am1280thepatriot.com, get signed up. You're burning daylight. Get on it here. 651-289-4488, the number to call. John Thompson uh, is the one that we talked about last Sunday as I was filling in for Brad Carlson, by the way, who will be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock on AM 12A, The Patriot. John Thompson got a bit of a backlash for demanding that, uh, or or saying, by the way, that (laughs) I believe his terms were, uh, as I recall, because I haven't looked it it back up here, but the, the terms used were, to the effect of, we burn down our own town. Do you think we give it <clears throat> hoot if we burn down yours? And <clears throat> the heck with Hugo. Uh, we're basically uh, all but threatening violence. Now, the Washington County Sheriff's Office said that he didn't, uh, that uh, Johnson didn't meet the definition of a felony terroristic threat, which is kind of an evasion of responsibility. Uh, I get it. They don't want to have uh, another legal wrangle. They just want everything to move along. And and they got that. There was another protest today. We'll talk about that in the second hour, a bit of a counter protest on the part of uh, some some Republicans was planned. It we'll, we'll come back to that later on in the broadcast, because that uh, ties in with a, uh, a, a larger issue. Anyway, jo- uh, John Thompson who may well be the next representative from District 67A, uh, Thompson, who was the one who threatened, at least rhetorically, I don't think he necessarily had a trunk full of Molotov cocktails ready to go, and I don't think he was necessarily saying, we're all going to do this right now, so batten down the hatches, Hugovians. I I think that the Washington County Sheriff's probably made the right call about the felony charges. He didn't meet the level of a felony terroristic threat. It seemed threatening. It seemed terroristic. But the law is fairly moderately clear on on the standard it takes to get there. If he had been waving a, a burning Molotov cocktail, would have been another story. But he was not. Now, were there misdemeanor charges that could have been leveled? Probably. Did the Washington County Sheriff's Office deflect away on the issue by only talking about felonies? Yeah, I think there's a case to be made. Did the DFL duck and cover like a bunch of cowards on the issue? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Amy Wozlawick, who represents half of the district in which this episode took place, a a DFLer who was elected during the bloodbath of 2018 uh, up in that part uh, on the west end of that district up in uh, southern Washington County in the Hugo Forest Lake area, said when questioned rather uh, pointedly about the subject, whether she was going to sound off, said, it's not in my district. Which, again, just proves that Amy Wozlawick is a real profile in courage. No, I mean that real profile in courage. Uh, Bob Kroll's house is a block outside her district. A block, not even a block. I think it's a fraction of a block uh, down the road from Amy Wozlawick's district. It's in Linda Runbeck's district. And anybody who doesn't think Linda Runbeck's uh, opinion on this whole episode is is fairly predictable uh, needs a little bit of help on the flaming obvious. Speaking of flaming obvious, Governor Klink uh, finally, after a few days of uh, three or four, three full days of equivocation on the subject, uh, finally had a response about this. Now, to set this up, one of the less left's long list of abusive rhetorical tropes and kind of the one that had me a little bit upset this past week is the phrase, say his name or say her name. I mean, it's a 
kind of a ghastly bit of emotional manipulation, and I get it. I mean, you, you will hear, see, see it painted all over my neighborhood, the Midway. George Floyd, say his name. It's a bit of emotional manipulation, basically kind of on-the-spot brainwashing and kind of the crudest, most blunt force kind of framing there is. What, if I don't say his name, I'm not thinking critically about all the aspects of this issue? Who are you to say what I am really thinking if I am not saying exactly what you tell me to in the tone you demand? Which, by the way, is exactly as Orwellian as it is. Anyway, with that in mind, Governor Klink got the message on Tuesday. The suburbs, which, by the way, gave the DFL the majority that keeps his uh, dictatorial power in place, don't seem to be amused by last weekend's shenanigans and malarkey in Hugo. But he can't quite put it into words without getting his puppet master, <laughs> puppet mistress, I guess, Peggy Flanagan, his link to all of that pure progressive power, uh, in a snit. He tweeted on Tuesday, We can't accept the threatening behavior and rhetoric we've seen recently in our political discourse. When I talk about building one Minnesota, (laughs) it doesn't mean we all agree or that we won't fight for what we believe in. It means we treat each other with decency and respect. Okay. But wait a doggone minute, Governor Klink. What threatening behavior is your tweet referencing? What bloodthirsty rhetoric are we referring to here? From whom? From what political party? If I may borrow a phrase from some of your supporters, say his name. Say the name of the person exhibiting the threatening behavior and rhetoric. Say the party that he represents as he adds his two cents to the political discourse, as, frankly, he adds his party's two cents to the political discourse. Say John Thompson's name, Governor Klink. Say his party's name. Say the name of the party that aided and abetted the mob of entitled, overschooled, undereducated, children of the political establishment that burned down yet another immigrant neighborhood, yet another working-class neighborhood, yet another neighborhood that's been loyal votes for the DFL for generations. I'll give you a hint. It's his party. From the leadership on down, from him and his equivocation on sending the guard to East Lake Street, from Mayor Fry, from Mayor Carter, all the way down to John Thompson. The party that's always the one actually attacking people and breaking things. Say their names, Governor Klink. Or, let's be honest, (laughs) Lieutenant Governor Flanagan. If you live outside the Jonestown cult that the DFL actually is. Somebody trying to break that uh, cult's grip on the east side of St. Paul. Alex Deputy, endorsed GOP candidate for the Minnesota State Senate, joins us next. Go nowhere. The fun is half done, ergo just beginning. Audiences everywhere are saying Uncle Tom is a must-see movie. Fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Excellent. Breathtaking. A movie that is changing hearts and minds. I really feel inspired. We're going to put up statues because of what this film may do. An eye-opening masterpiece of the real history of America. They want to cover up history. I didn't study that kind of stuff when I was in history. They are actively learning their history wrong. Why have you hidden this for me? Starring Larry Elder. And Uncle Tom is somebody who has sold out by embracing the white man. Candace Owens. I'm a black female. I should be at the top of the progressive stack. Brandon Tainter. They believe that I want to be accepted in the white community. Kind of like the house Negro back in slavery. And Herman Cain. As my late grandfathers used to say, I does not care. These are the voices of the movie Uncle Tom. Get your copy today at UncleTom.com. Use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. 
George Floyd's death sparked national outrage and propelled the country to confront issues of race and justice like few times before in our history. But between partisan politics and protests, the question remains, are we tackling the issue of race in America honestly? Tough questions like this are here to stay and demand fair and truthful responses if we want to move toward a better collective future. That's why we're bringing national media host Larry Elder together with author and commentator Candace Owens for a -a one-of-a-kind virtual event called Unbiased, Unvarnished Truth Behind Race in America. Stream Unbiased live on September 17th as Larry and Candace share personal stories and present a straightforward account of the real issues of race in this country. Don't miss this important discussion in a pivotal season in our nation. For details and tickets, visit am1280thepatriot.com. Unbiased is brought to you by Roof to Deck Decoration, the Christmas lighting people. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.